Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Game Wreckers and Slobberknockers. Today with us is Coach Brian Bonds. Coach, welcome. Hey, good to have you. Thank you for having me, actually, is what I meant to say. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Coach, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, kind of like your coaching stops, <laughs> um, systems you've coached in, things like that. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, right now, I'm at uh, – well, I guess I go with where I started. So, uh, I started by playing at the Elmhurst College, which is in the western suburbs of uh, Chicagoland. So I played there for four years. Uh, after I graduated, I went on to uh, be a graduate assistant at St. Xavier University, which is on the south side of Chicago. I uh, was there for three years, had some really great years there, had a lot of fun there uh, from there. So I, I'm an Illinois guy, so I stayed in Illinois yeah. for a while. Um, went on to coach at Lincoln Way Central High School, which is in the south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, we had the number one defense there in the state uh, one of the years that I was there. So I was there for two. Left the high school, went back to college for two years at the University of St. Francis in Illinois, uh, another NAIA school uh, where I was special teams coordinator, coach DBs was a defensive coordinator. And then now I'm down here at Westminster Academy in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is not in Illinois. Uh, and I'm glad for that. Um, but uh, so yeah, I'm down here coaching at a high school, Westminster. Um, it's a K through 12, actually smaller school um, where I'm the defensive coordinator here. So uh, my, my journey has just kind of been led. I, I just try to uh, let God lead me where he wants, wants to go. And, and I just do my best to follow. Um, so I would never, I don't think I ever would have been at University of St. Francis. Definitely would have never moved to Fort Lauderdale, uh, you know, if God kind of wasn't leading those things. So, um, but I'm, I'm grateful for my journey. So I've, I've always stayed on the defensive side of the ball uh, as far as coaching is concerned. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm a big special teams guy too. So That's awesome, Coach. Well, I tell you what, um, I love Chicago. I think it's a great town, um, a lot of history. Uh, being a history teacher, I love going there and, you know, going and seeing some of the off the off the beaten path, you know, like everybody wants to go to, see, you know, Sears Tower and, and, you know, all the all the big tourist attractions. But I think there's a lot of things that Chicago has to offer, especially food wise as a yes. big guy. Yeah, oh, no, hey, it's, no. it's my town now. I'll tell you what. Hey, man, don't, I'm stuff. just saying don't go too far off the beaten path, though. You know, that's that's one thing. Okay, you know, you know, we can go a little far, but not too, too far, right, you know? Right, right, right. I'm but, with you. I'm no, with you. It, but, no, it's, uh, I, it's been a blast. Yeah. You know, we've been there a couple times, and, you know, we've enjoyed it. And, you know, knowing, you know, some of the football things that I do, you know, you know, you got to go to Soldier Field. And, you know, some of the, mm -hmm. some of the bigger high schools – you know, high school football in in Illinois is – I think it's big, not the sport, but, like, the school. Some of the schools are huge. Yeah, especially when you when you hear about – because you don't know. Like, me personally, I wouldn't know. I never really – not, you know, because I have no point of reference. But, yes, you know, when I started going out recruiting and – yeah, I mean, the school – one of the schools I was at was roughly uh, 4,000 kids. You know, and, and I mean, one of the bigger schools in Illinois, but yeah, you realize that, I guess it's not like that everywhere. So right. um, it's not, it's, and it's, it's unique. And I think there's, there's some good things for that. And there's also some things that, that are kind of challenges. Everybody like, you know, I'm in a school, we have a thousand students mm -hmm. and we're in division two in Ohio for football. One's our largest and then seven's our smallest. But, oh, wow. Okay. 
but you know, so having a thousand kids, you know, we're, I would consider a medium sized school, but even some of our biggest schools only have like, you know, 2000, 2,500 tops. So to yeah. think about a school being double that size, like, man, think about yeah. the players we could have there. And then I'm like, yeah, but think of all the kids that are want to play football that may not be able to. So, well, it's kind of cool, yeah. Coach. How yeah. what's the what's the biggest difference between coaching high school? I mean, there's some obvious differences, but like, what do you think some of those unique differences in coaching high school and college? Because you've actually had the chance to do both. So, <laughs> yeah. what's the uniqueness of it? Uh, well, I think you can be more. Uh, brash if you're speaking that way and to your college players because you know they're a little bit older they understand a little bit more uh, and they're there for a purpose so you know it's not like high school well I just want to be a part of a club I want to be on the team you know no at least the places I've been they've all been scholarship you know right. institutions so those kids are there for a purpose you know they're they're there for a reason so okay you know we're we're already talking on a little bit of a higher level so the main difference to really, I think, is that, number one, you have more of their time. Um, but those kids are there for a purpose, whereas sometimes with high school, you have to get these kids on track. You know, they want to go and do, you know, oh, you know, hey, I, uh, I'm on vacation. We're going on vacation the week of uh, camp. Oh, really? You are? Uh, I don't think so. So, you know, those some different things that you don't have to deal with in college necessarily. So. Um, but it's just a, it's, it's a higher, a little bit of higher level, um, uh, you know, thinking and, and teaching and coaching because we have more time. Right. So do you think your schemes are a little bit more, I don't know, exotic than they are at, at a high school level or. Yeah, I, I would say <clears throat> you can do more. So again, with the more time we can install more, we can do more week to week. We, we do more adjustments. So, and that was one thing I came, when I was, came back here and I'm at a smaller school now. So not only are, are we a smaller school, but it's high school and now we're two platooning as well. So the time almost gets cut in quarter, you know, that I would normally be spending with the kids. So, so that may, makes our, you know, our defensive scheme a little bit scaled back, not a little bit, a lot of bit, but which is fine because there's no sense in doing more than what the kids can handle. So and, you know, hey, fit fits your your philosophy, your your program with what you have. I think it's always a positive thing to do. Now, two yeah. of the, the two colleges you talked about, St. Xavier. Okay, so now here I'm from Xenia, X-E-N-I-A. Yeah, people oh, yeah. call it Xenia, and mm-hmm. you know Xenia. There's some good players to come out of there, man. Right. So yeah, I know St. Francis and uh, St. Xavier because. Uh, my, one, my son's an NAIA player. He plays at Georgetown College in oh, Kentucky. Yeah, cool. um, but one of my great friends, we've we coached together for, gosh, it seems like a gazillion years. His son and my son, same grade, grew up together. Um, he plays at St. Francis in Indiana, and I know Indiana. that's yep. that's a big game between the two St. Francis's a lot of times. And yeah. you know, and they like you know he. And he's a Chicago guy too. So, you know, he gets oh, to go right? home. Yeah. So he gets to go home and, and, you know, when they play in there in Illinois, his family all, all came out for the game. So, you know, I know that that's, and that's good ball. I think sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, what's hard for me as a high school coach is when kids feel like, well, I'm a division one kid. And I'm like, well, you know, you're 
5'11", you probably don't fit the box for most Division One programs at your position. But but then they, they, they think that if they don't go Division One, that like that's it. I'm like, hey, there's a spot for everybody. And I think NAI is a great level for Dude, those kids. Look, like, I mean, we, we've had at, at both places that I was at, and then the NAI, I mean, you have Division One bounce backs. Mm-hmm. We've had tra- – I mean, you, you want to talk about – I mean, there's some great players there. Right. Uh, let's yeah I mean you'd you'd have to go watch a game or go play in a game you know if you think if you think you can handle it uh, I don't know man because uh, right. there's some pretty <laughs> live players there you know oh it's for real so, you know and what was nice is St. Francis in Indiana before they took my buddy's son um, they took three kids out of one of our classes one was a quarterback he you oh, know quarterbacks know. always we, the hardest I had to defend against some of those kids it oh, did not so, go well for me Right. So, what, you, what, was one of them a receiver? Yeah, Rocky John, Rocky, um, yeah, Rocky, Rocky James, Rocky James. Yeah, That's no. it. G many Christmas. Because I'm yeah. right. The corner on that team, Ryan Johnson. I thought if he wouldn't have got hurt his junior year in open gym basketball during his uh, the summer between his um, sophomore and junior year, he didn't play his junior year. If he would have played his junior year. I think he's a Big Ten corner because he had the speed, but nobody didn't have enough film on him. And he's like, God, you know, is it one off year? You know, I'm telling you, those three kids were awesome. And, and I loved, I loved those three guys. You know, every once in a while they'll be back in town. Um, but, you know, NAIA, I think, is a great level a lot of people miss out on. Oh, yeah. And you can get money there. I, I would, I mean, hey, I would suggest going there. Look, I was a D3 guy myself. I, and we played we played really good ball. I mean, so uh, look if you if if you I mean look I get everybody thinks they're Division One. Right. And, you know, <laughs> we when we were recruiting, I was the recruiting coordinator. Everybody thinks they're Division One, which I get. So I mean, just let you know that those those schools will be there for you if you get your heart broken. So right. Oh, absolutely. And and I tell my kids all the time. I said, if you want to play ball bad enough, you can go somewhere to play ball. You just got to find the right right spot for you and understand that's your spot exactly. and that's where you go, right? It's all about the right fit. Yeah, it's all about the right fit. All so. right, Coach, you, so you were in Florida this year. In Ohio, we got to play a season. Um, did Florida – how much of a season did Florida get with COVID and all those restrictions? Uh, it depends on the school, um, but pretty much the whole state got to play their full season. Now, some places down here in South Florida <clears throat> where the, the pandemic was really bad, Uh, They didn't start until much later, but we, our season started, the state of Florida, their season started only two weeks later than it initially planned. So we got, we played, um, what did we play? 11 games. So we played 11 games. Uh, Everybody, you know, everybody else pretty much had a full season uh, if they chose to maybe missed out on one game possibly. Okay. Um, So we, we pretty much had a full year. You know, so doing this and, and talking to different guys from across the nation, you know, this, I feel bad for the guys who didn't get a season or they're going to try – like, Illinois, Illinois is getting ready to try Illinois. to start a season. I know, look, Illinois and Ohio, we're like the same spot on the map. We're just, you know, there's somebody in between us. I know what weather's like in January <laughs> and February. Like, I, don't, I don't understand how they're going to play. Like, I mean, I, I, I wish oh. them the best. I have all my, all my good friends are back there, but – and I hope they play, but I don't know what I don't know what playing football in in you know eighteen feet of snow looks like. I don't know. Is that safe? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I, eh. Well, you know, well, you know. I told you my son's at Georgetown. He goes, Dad, we're going to have a spring football season. I'm like, cool. 
And I'm, he, I said, I'm thinking to myself, it's going to start, you know, late March, July, Jan, or late March, oh, no. April. No, February. February. February no, that 2nd, is, I believe. That is not spring. I, like, that is still winter. <laughs> oh, very much. Yeah, they, I mean, they're supposed to, I think St. Francis and St. Xavier are playing each other on February 2nd, I believe, wow. in, in Chicago. So good luck. I mean, good luck to both. I love, I love both you guys, Ben Curry. I love you guys, but good luck. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to look. Right. Exactly. So, well, yeah. Hey, cool. Hey, you know, I'm glad coach, like I said, I'm glad you guys play. Uh, I'm sure it did, it did help you making that transition. Of course, being in Florida, you know, it does help a little bit um, with the weather and things like that, especially Fort Lauderdale. I mean, you know, come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I moved, when I moved down here, I said, Coming from Chicago, I lived in Chicago 29 years. Okay, well, what am I gonna do? Uh, definitely live by the beach. Okay, there's there's no way I'm moving in. So I live, yeah, I live on the on the ocean pretty much. So it's it's a blessing, man. That, you can't beat it. Cool, coach. Well, hey, when we first started talking, you talked about one to you know one of the things <laughs> right now offenses are killing defenses with our RPOs. One. I think they cheat all the time using those things because offensive linemen are downfield almost every time, and it gets called once out of every ten plays that they do it. Maybe. Right, maybe. <laughs> if, 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 you know. you know, If you're on the ref. Right, if, yeah. you're, if you're on, like, there's no way the right guard should be behind the umpire. Mm -hmm. He threw the ball. So, <laughs> what are some things that you do to defend RPOs? Uh, well – Really, the whole reason I actually – so I, I run a 3-3 three, three stack, uh, so an odd front stack. And and really, we've run it out of two high and single high. But the really uh, – this year, we got killed with it. It would have been in 2019 and because we were a two high team. So they would pick on our will, you know, the will back they go two by two pick on the will you know make him out of the box if he's in the box out of the box you know so we're playing that game the whole entire time and um you know we we didn't really adjust well to it we had some adjustments but none that we really like none none that stuck so at the end of the year I was like look what do we, we have to do something here so and I don't really want to defend RPOs like that's I mean that's a hassle there's a lot there's mm -hmm. there's too many ifs ands and buts and maybes and this and that and the other it's just too much. So I just said, I'm like, here's a deal. I like the stack. The stack is good. Let's keep the stack. All right. Now, how can we defend these RPOs elsewise without, you know, with, with keeping the stack, there's a way to defend it. So what we did, we just had to go, we, we always had two, what I call inverts. So inverted safety. So like kind of like a, you know, linebacker safety hybrid. Yep. So what we did, we always had one. All right. So what we did is that we brought that other safety down and we played at a true, you know, true three, three, five look across the board. So what it would did, you know, basically with double overhangs, if you were in two by two. Right. So with those double overhangs, you can't RPO. Those guys aren't in the run fit. Those guys are standing over them. And we played basically cover three out of it. So those guys are at, you know, five, seven yards looking at number two. Right now there is no RPO. So you, you have the, your option now is if you had an RPO called is to run it into a six man box, which we have you beat or, you know, pull it and run it yourself. I, you know, I don't know. It, that's, and that's who really to wants me. their quarterback running the ball, you know, 15, 20 times a game. Yeah. Not if he's, yeah. Not if he's 
Yeah. So no, that's, so we, we're always going to have the box advantage. That's the way I look at it. We're always going to match box plus one. So we'll keep the stack match the box plus one. So basically it, it all gets down to, Oh, okay. So you, you, you know, in theory, you stop the run. Okay, great. Good for you. You have more in the box than we do. All right. You're taking away our RPOs. Okay, great. So then basically what it comes down to is then the only way that you can beat us is that if you try to go deep on us the whole time, because that's really where the cap is. The cap, we capped you everywhere else. We got you beat in the box. We got your little RPO stuff taken care of, you know, your little short stuff that's all handled. So now your only, you know, option to really kind of threaten us is to go vertical, which is great because that's all we practice. <laughs> so, I mean, all we do is four verts, four verts, four verts, defend four verts, defend, um, you know, the switch routes and the post right. wheels and all that. So, you know, we feel pretty comfortable about defending the RPO on a single high, you know, so that's a single high really that we, it, it kind of takes it away. It's, it's fantastic. So really this year when we were running pretty much all single high, we got two or three RPOs all year just cause you know, number one, it's not great. It's not a great play for them. So, but some, some ran it anyway, but so here you have, okay, well, no, I'm not going to give it in the box. So now he's taking it out and looking out. So, and that's covered. So he, now he's holding on to the ball. So all those two or three that we've seen this year, they were all negative plays where we end up sacking the quarterback or the quarterback's just kind of scrambling around back there because he's got no option. So that's how we've really come to defend it because that, that was the whole thing. I'm like, I don't want to defend RPOs. I'm done. So And then that's only in two-by-two, two, though. So the way that they kill you is in three-by-one. I don't know if you guys have seen much of this, but – and this was a killer for us. So they'd go three by one. And then, you know, again, it's the same concept. Take, you know, they're looking for your conflict defender, whoever he is. And then they're just picking on him because he's got a gap in the game, in the run game. Yep. Well, guess what? We don't do that either. You don't have – all those guys don't have a gap. So we adjust with our safeties. So it's all single high. We adjust with our safeties. We're still playing zone behind it. Um, but there's – you know, we're, we're covering down. We're playing single high. We're not playing man. So now we play some man and we blitz a little bit. But, you know, we're not playing man. So we're taking all the RPO stuff away, taking away your freebies. And those end up being big plays because those guys get a lot of, you know, it's a lot of space in there. And those aren't great turnover plays for, you know, for offenses. Though You know, those are pretty easy throws. Zip, You know, they zip them in there, zip them. You know, you're not getting too many turnovers off of those. So, I want to get turnovers. So we're taking away your RPO game, really taking away your run game. We're just daring you now to throw deep on us. Okay. So I got a couple questions now that you talked about that. Where in, if it's two by two, where is your overhang leveraging number two? Is he inside leverage or outside leverage? <coughs> inside. So we have them, we say it's seven by one inside, but we have them play with their alignment a lot. So I, I like I like their alignment moving around, so they don't particularly know where we're going. So yeah. that dude, that that invert, his main job is to reroute number two. That's his thing. So he's, I mean, he's heavy reroute uh, number two. So he's he's actually a flat foot reader. So he's flat he's flat foot on number two. If he goes vertical, he's gonna collision and then throw him off and then get to the flat. Is he so, rerouting him inside or out? Out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, is your corner playing a divide technique then? If you if you're playing cover three a lot, dividing mm -hmm. those, dividing one and two. 
Yep. Yeah. We tell them, yeah, split both verticals. So yeah, split both verticals. And then same thing with the, uh, the safety safety is just middle field safety. Um, yeah. I mean, we haven't, it was, it's crazy. We didn't really get hit deep on the passes. A lot of the passes, the deep passes that we got hit on were, um, by number one, you know, by number one, only because, I mean, really they ended up having a better player than we did, but right. I mean, sooner you know, or later, it's like, Jimmy's and Joe's, right. So, uh, so, you know, it's, it's like the worst thing as a coach when you're like, we're in cover three. How did you let up the deep ball? You know, and he's got, you know, he's, he's deeper and he's just no, not as good, but so I can live with that at night though, you know, get hit, hit and cover three on a deep ball and the guy in the deep third, whatever. So be it. Okay. So now I get to play devil's advocate. This is the best part about sure. being on this side of the yeah, screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk, so talk. let's in, go in your three by one stuff. Yeah. Does where the back align, whether he's to the trips or away, does that change anything for you? No. Okay. Nope. Cause if you do the little, you know, some people like to do the, the three by one and then the, the back week and hit the slant behind. Mm-hmm. Good luck, dude. Go ahead. Just, just, you could go ahead have it, you know, but you're trying to do all that to manufacture that we're pretty much giving it up anyway. So it's going to be on the will. Um, the will's going to be outside anyway, the way that we play it. So it'll work out. I mean, he'll, okay. he'll get there. It might be a tackle, but yeah. Okay. Um, now the two things that we've seen people start doing to us, we're not, we were an odd front the past four years and the thing, but we were three, four. Um, the thing we started seeing everybody do is they did one of two things to us. One. And I know it's not, defending an RPO, but they put trips into the boundary. Mm-hmm. And then they do some RPOs out of that over there because now they're like, okay, are you going to, and they're trying to get us to overspend into the boundary. Cause like we had, a, everybody knew what our three by one rule was. I mean, we, we like, we're like, we're like, like we're playing cover three, you know, go mm-hmm. ahead. We're going to play cover three to trips. Cause we don't think anybody's truly running four verticals out of three by one. Like you may do two verticals, but one of those two inside receivers is never really going to go clear across to the opposite hatch. No, he, he may he may drag across, but he's never going to get 17 yards across the field. And if he does, I need a new linebacker anyway because he should have rerouted his butt coming across the middle of the field. True. Yeah. So, what about three by one into the boundary? Does that change how you align or adjust? No, nope, not really, because it's all it's all going to be the same for us. Now we we've had a lot of three by one to the boundary, <clears throat> and then uh, they'll bring the guy across. They'll they'll want to jet to the wide side mm-hmm. because of our rules. Yep. Um. So we'll have to spin that. But okay. um. But no, I mean we we again now that we're in two A Florida high school football, it's all simplified. <laughs> I have to do I have to do my best to get those guys all on the same page because we don't. Coach, we only practice – we only have one hour of defense a day. Right. That's it. One hour of defense because we, we, we split them up. We two platoon them. So we do an hour of defense, an hour of offense, and then, uh, you know, whatever other time and stuff, you know, we use for working out. So it's, 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 not, it's not ideal. It's hard. It's, it's challenging. So we had to keep it super simple and, and do what we thought was best in order to defend most of that stuff. So we kept it simple. Um, We'll, like I said, we'll, we'll always adjust with our safeties. So we'll spin the safeties and it's a three safety look. Um, so we'll spin our free, we'll come down and, and cover down on number three. 
and then our 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 backside guy is going to go play the middle of the field. Right. So now what we will do to take away that RPO, we'll man up the backside okay. uh, three by one. So it's not a, just a totally easy access. That was my next throw. question is how are you doing the backside of it? Are you playing zone so air? We'll, no, we'll play lock to it. So okay. what, what that does then is that locks, it locks the corner on the number one receiver and then it locks the, the will linebacker on the back. So okay. therefore those guys are covered and taken care of. So we're not giving up the easy stuff. We played, we played zone early on in the year just to keep it super basic because right. I didn't know really what I had. Um, so we did, and it just – I didn't like it. And so we just manned it up. <clears throat> we played the guy, you know, again, had to mix – the corner mixes alignment mm-hmm. up and back, back and forth, so they don't know if we're in zone or man. So um, – and then, yeah, we'll put that backer on – that near backer on the near back and right. uh, have him match as well. So – you know, the, the, this is what cracks me up. People always get hung up, even front, odd front. A lot of the same stuff you're doing, I've done in every defense. I've, and I've coached it's, them all. It's all the same. Yeah, 4 <laughs> two, 5 I mean, right? you do the same thing in the four two five. Right. It's it's four all three. We do the same thing. You know, yep. it's, it is, you know, four, when we were playing 4-3, we'd spin the safeties. And, you know, the linebacker would have this guy. And, I mean, it's all it's all the same. It really right. is. Okay, so how did you defend I, – I know it's not RPO – speed option to the single receiver side, oh, three by one. Speedo. Uh, depended what front we were in. Okay. Um, so we would – what did we do? We would have uh, – because we got it, actually. So the corner the corner's late pitch. He's just, right. he's just not going to get there. So um, depending on the front, we would have the um, – if we were playing a five-tech out there, you yep. would have to take the back, all right, and then everybody else would have to scrape for quarterback. Or if the um, – because we, play, we played a lot of four, like four techs and four eyes where I'd have yep. them play the B gap. In that case, we would have that, um, that will backer. He would then have to take the pitch man and then everybody else get over the top and get to the quarterback. Okay. So first threat, you know, right. first threat. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of it now too. You see oh, a lot of uh, well, especially everybody's going to speedo. Everybody knows we're blocking up backside three. We're going to play cover three on the front side, and we're, we're going to take if it's your best receiver single that backside. Our best corner's going over there, mm-hmm. and we're going to lock him up. And then everybody just started running speed option, and that's why everybody started trying to get us to like middle of the field. They'd figure out which way we were going, but they the closer we got to the boundary, the more three by one they were sending us to the boundary. I'm like do they really think we're going to spend the extra defender over there so they can – like, what are you going to do? Four verticals in a third of the field? You're not even doing four verticals when you have the whole field in a three-by-one formation. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, but they people got us on that on that backside speed option on that one side where they just they would just take their corner or take their receiver and run off our corner. So, right. Yeah, we haven't got much of it, you know, uh, you know, formation to boundary and then they run speed option to the field. We I don't think we – I don't think we had that at all this year. We've had some middle of the field, you know, they run in the middle of the field, but you you pretty much know the teams that are going to run the speed option. Usually they show it. Um, right. So it's like, okay, we can work on that, defend that. And we got guys, we got guys running anyway. You know, our free safety is going to be, you know, an inside out defender. He's basically our, our next man in the box. So he should right. be able to get there sooner than, than later. 
All right, so now let, let's talk about some other RPO option stuff that you could see. Um, how many? How much wing T do you see? I, I, you know, for me, like if we're going to see a wing T team in Ohio, a lot yeah. of them are usually smaller schools that that really buy into that stuff. Now, there's some big schools that play wing T that do some of the gun uh, wing T stuff that's out there now that I think has some really good RPOs. Um, but you know, like being a small school, how much like wing T do you see? Uh, not as much as I thought. We played one team this year um, that was actually much bigger than we were. So our schedule was all jazzed up this year with who we can get and, you know, starting late and all this. So we played Key West. So Key West runs the triple option. And uh, we are 2A and they are 5A. (laughs) So uh, we played them, run the triple. And uh, who else? Um, There was another team that ran – a version of the triple um they were not a uh, a great team but they they ran it nonetheless um so we've we've had i'd say one and a half teams that did it this year um you know but you do get a lot of different triple looks right um so, so how do you lot, defend a, it? a lot more pitches well how, the how way the it? way that we've the way that we've done it um especially if we know it's coming so i'll just use the uh the team that we knew key west we knew it was coming so we'll play a five, a zero, and a five, um, just for beginners. So we'll um, take our ends. And so you got to understand with our defense, it's a stack. So whatever, uh, whatever that defensive lineman does, the linebacker is going to go opposite. Okay. So you got to realize they work in conjunction with each other. So uh, what happens is that what we'll do is we'll put that end in a five, a tight five, and he's going to come down, and if he gets a down block, he's going to tackle the dive. So how we, how we teach our linebackers, and again, this is, this is, you know, hey, install your defense in two weeks, and we're going to play football in Florida. Uh, <laughs> all, all we did for linebackers was open window, close window. So if they got an open window, you filled the open window. If they got a closed window, also known as double down, you know, if you got two down blocks or whatever, they're going to scrape out, and now they're going to have the C-gap. So okay. it's going to be the same thing. So now if, if, so if that end gets a down block, well, he's going to go chase, just like he would if we were getting zone read. Uh, yep. If he gets zone read, if he gets a down block, he's going to go down, hands on, and eyes in. You know, if there's a puller, he's going to spill it. All right, but usually, I mean, in zone read, there's no puller. But so he was, he's always going to tackle the dive. So if he's the five tech, he's going to tackle the dive. So what it looks like for that linebacker, he's going to get a double down. So he's going to tackle the dive, the end will, and that will tell the linebacker to scrape outside, and now he's going to be the, the quarterback player. So okay. if we're in a five-tech, he's going to you know end if he gets that down block, plays it thick, tackles a dive, and therefore that backer should, should uh, scrape and then come and tackle the quarterback. Okay. And then our, our invert out there has the pitch, corner has pitch. Okay. All right. And then okay. our, our – yeah, our free our free safety is um, cleaning up everything else. Pitch. Yep, mm-hmm. he's cleaning he's Same. cleaning up the mess, right? Yep, yep. So so that's how we'll play that, and then we'll we'll mix it up, <coughs> and then we'll play our um, we'll play our end in a four tech or a four eye, depending. I, I prefer a four, where his key is now the inside hip of the tackle. So he's going to match whatever that is. So if he gets the down block, so this hard. I mean, that's hard for to me. I think. I don't know. I mean, you said you guys have run triple before. 
Right. If you get a four tech, what are you guys thinking? Uh, well, like a true uh, head up four. It depends on which one we're running. If we're running midline, okay. So there's they tell you who to read depending on the play. Like we'll let that guy go underneath us. Like like if we're running midline, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna let him go underneath us. If we're um, if we're running triple, we're mm -hmm. gonna take our veer step, and if he crosses our face, he gets washed. And the next guy, the next guy becomes the and and but that's something that you know. The one that yeah. I think that drove our guys nuts is the guy that's the four eye. Because is he really re oh the four eye? Because like is he really a four eye or is he gonna, you know, is he a three? And it, you know, is he gonna because like if he crashes hard enough, he becomes a three, and that makes mm. a, the, the hard the read really hard. Because, like, now that quarterback's got to know, like, oh, he's coming hard. So, yeah, the four – and then it takes away, like, your doubles. Um, and I will also tell you this, depending on where the guy is, it will determine – okay, so and, like, so if we get the four-eye, you may see more outside veer out of us, and we're going to double-team that guy out. Right. That's what I figured. I mean, I, most of it is kind of outside veer, the right. way that we look at it. But, yeah. Oh, I, that's what I, I figured, yeah. Well, the nice thing about a four eye is that that guy should put a knife in it, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get the outside, you know. You're gonna get going more outside, and right. if you bring a tight end in, but which is fine. But yeah, I, I like the four because okay, now we're moving back and forth, and really we could kind of two gap him, and you know, if I you are gonna he is gonna cross his face, but I have that option to throw off if I have to as well. Right. So so what I'll do is I'll put him in a four. <clears throat> knowing that he's going to have the B gap. So that guy will match down, match down, match down. And it's going to be the same thing. It's still going to be a scrape, scrape read, C gap for he's going to get a double down the linebacker and he's going to come C gap. It's just more difficult for the, the O line. I feel like to, to pick that part up. So. Okay. Two other um, questions I've come up since, since you, since you started talking about this, do you stem your guys at all? So will they start in a five and end in a four eye? Or, you know, start in a four and end up in a five? Do you mm -hmm. stem pre? your lines? Yeah, pre? pre, pre, yeah, pre. Yeah, we try, we try. I, we tell them it's not like a call that I call in or anything like that, but especially for option teams, we tell them, hey, you got to move around, man. You know, you can't be a sitting duck in there. So Makes you know, it easy on the quarterback if they just sit still. <laughs> on everybody, you know, it's like, what's the point? You know, so we, we let them know, hey, you have to move around. I'm, I'm a big move around guy. Let's always do something. You know, let's let them never know where we're going to be. So show something, do another. But I, I put that on them. Hey, you got to move around in there. You know, you got to you, – you can start wherever you want to start, but you need to end where you need to end. So we let them know that. And, you know, you get some guys that do, some guys that, you know, they're paralyzed in fear. They're like, this is my A-gap. I can't move from my A-gap. I need the A-gap. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> you can just stay in your A-gap then, buddy. Let's not lose your – let's not lose our minds out here. Um, so, but we have some that are better than others, yeah. Good. So, I would love – yeah, I'd love to move around. Okay. Now, you also talked about the zone read, and you said you don't get – the guard coming back to kick him out. Okay. Maybe not, but everybody, we saw a lot of it this year. We're getting that split zone where the H back oh, yeah. is coming across. Yep. So, and, and they're reading your guy because is it, and the mm -hmm. kid has to know I'm being read. That guy's coming to kick me out maybe, but he could also be slipping me to get mm -hmm. out, you know, because now they're just like, Oh, we're going to do that. We're going to 
zone read, yep. come out, throw the ball out there to the H back. How do yep. you? How does your guy that's squeezing the zone read away but has the H back coming at? That's one of the hardest plays in football to defend, I think, man. I mean, you got – they have they, – I mean, you want to talk about a true triple, you know, true triple option, RPO. Like, mm -hmm. that one's tough. Um, so, how we defend it is that – well, number one, we got a guy out in the flat anyway, which is great. So, um, so you get zone away. So, zone away, he's still going to chase, all right? So, our end is unblocked. He's going to chase. And now he gets that swiper coming back or whatever you call it. Yep. He gets the H back coming back. You have to take the H back out. I'm not saying cut him. I'm not saying, uh, you know, swipe his legs or trip him or anything. But right. that dude has to be contacted. So we're a spill team anyway. So that guy has to be really spilled, okay, enough to knock him off his route where it can't be thrown to him. So what he's going to do, he's going to come down just like he plays it normally. All right, now we're not, gonna, we're not really expecting him to tackle the dive. It's not going to happen. You know, he's going to have to spill that guy. So, but anyway, you're given a pull read for the quarterback anyway. So, you know, it's not like it's going to go to the dive back unless it's, it's called, but, um, so he's going to come down and he has to spill that H back period point blank enough to not again, knock him off his route, you know, kind of give him the old whirling dervish. Right. Um, so that everybody else can now react to it and, uh, have enough time to, to play the call. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, Coach, I tell you what, I've definitely picked up some things today talking about this, and it's, you know, I think you got some good things. I don't care what level it is, college or small school ball, I, th I think you've got some ideas that are going to fit no matter what level you're at. And like you said, the time you have dictates the amount you can do with your kids. And to make it simple, make them fast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and kind of to your point again, it's – um. So even even in the four that we did that in the four two five where you, we get that guy and especially at the college game that's all they're doing. Well, you watch. I mean, you see some of these games all yesterday. It's all you know RPO. They're running, swiping across, and uh, that's all Clemson and uh, freaking a, uh, Ohio State do. So I mean, and it works for them obviously, right? but it does. Yeah. So even in the four two five, same thing. That has to be thick. That has to be spilled. Well, if you're a spill team, or box right. box the living hell out of it. If it's uh, you know, if you're a box team, but that guy has to be lit up. He cannot be a part of that that play. He right. you have to take that part of the option out because you know that's that's an easy throw catch and all that. So um, the nice thing about it is that we have it all covered at least in our scheme. You know, in the four two five, it was all covered as well. Right. Um, but yeah, you have a guy for. Um, dive you have a guy for q and then you have in that case it would be the the flat you know you have a guy for the flat as well yep. so awesome all right coach well the that the podcast is called game wreckers and slobber knockers mm -hmm. so tell me about the best game wrecker you've coached uh game wrecker well i i know i i kind of thought about this beforehand and the there's two guys that come to mind that I played with, not so okay. many that I coached. Okay. Um, there's two guys, one offense and one defense that I played with. Um, so we had, when I played at Elmhurst College, we played from 2009 to 2012. Um, and we had a, you know, a really nice team. We, we finished 10 and two. We had our best season um, in school history. So we went to the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. So there was two guys there. 
uh, one, I'll start on offense. I'm a defensive guy, but one that I would not want to tackle, even in practice, just like, do I have to? Do I? I, I don't know if I ever tackled him in practice and played with him for four years. His name was Scotty Williams. So Scotty is a uh, number one, just uh, an outstanding human being. Uh, great guy, great, just man. Um, so Scotty, he ended up winning the, the Gallardi Trophy, which is basically the equivalent to the D3 Heisman yep. that year. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you how many yards he ran for. He still might be running, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> so the, the, the yards may still be racking up. But, I mean, he would have 200 yards a game. It, it wouldn't matter. I would hate to def- defend against him. I, you know, it wouldn't matter. They'd stack 10, 12, I don't know, 12 guys in the box. He wasn't going to stop them. So, and we had a very nice offensive line, too. So, Scotty was just a guy that was – he couldn't be stopped. But he was like, uh, I don't know, maybe not – he wasn't 5'7". There's no way. Five seven, we'll call it, you know, two hundred, and uh, but just would run everybody over, run past every. He was amazing, man. And then uh, a guy, another guy that I played with, his name was Randy Wright. So I was getting recruited to come to Elmhurst, and uh, you know, it's just like everything. They put the uh, highlight tape on from the year before, and I'm a whatever senior in high school, eighteen, seventeen year old, and um, this whole highlights just this linebacker just running over people through people on top of people just <laughs> throwing dudes around I was like what the hell is this guy he can, I can't play here like if I gotta play there's no way in hell like I'm gonna have to sit a couple of years um but I mean he was just unre- you you would think every play was a blitz but it wasn't I mean he was just he was light I don't know how many tackles for loss yeah I think he had like I don't know. He had definitely the school record for tackles for loss, 20 something tackles for loss in a year or something. I mean, he was just lights out. So I ended up, he, and he, we became really good friends. Um, and we played two years together. He was an all American at, at Elmhurst college and, and kind of really got the ball rolling for us and stuff like that. So, I mean, you want to talk about, forget it. I mean, he's a middle linebacker. I don't know how you, you know, veer. He's going to get over the top of every veer. He's just on block, one of those unblockable guys. Yep. So, I don't know. Have you ever had a linebacker like that? That's just like um, you can't I had, block him. Now he was a little guy, like you know, like first your 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 first guy there. He, kid was like five seven, and he would just slip blocks. Like you know, he he set the the school single season tackle record at one hundred um, oh and sixty three. And people are like, "Oh, that's that's those stats made up." I'm like. You can have every film we have, <laughs> I will tell you. And then, you know, one of them was, was a great friend of mine, coached at one of the rival schools. And, he, and after the first week, the, we played a triple option team. Kid had like 22 tackles. He called me. He said, there's no way he had 22 tackles. I said, Roy, you're going to get this film one way or another. I said, I'm sending it to you. And, and, and he said, he, he called me after he got, because he played the team. We played week one. He played them week three. And he called me. He goes, my bad. I said, I told you. I said, the kid, 22 chances. They're triple option. They're not throwing the ball. But that kid just had a way of not getting blocked. I don't know how I don't know how he did it. But, look, it wasn't because of my coaching. I can tell you that. I didn't right. coach him to be able to do that stuff. That was just something he knew how to slip blocks and slither past linemen. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, Coach, biggest slobber knocker hit you've seen. Uh, this one hurts. This one hurts to say because it was it was actually on one of our teammates. But I mean, it just it resounds with me. Uh, but I'm sorry. I'm not. I will leave his name unmentioned. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. But so 
uh, we actually, on offense, we ran an RPO. So we ran a tight end pop pass. Right. Okay. And this kid, I mean, we're both, we're freshmen. All right. And he's playing in college. All right. So we're freshmen. All right. Ooh, I almost said his name. Uh, and a, a man that was unnamed. All right. <laughs> Throws, all right. So he catches it. So he's open. Uh, he's open now. Okay. So he catches it. Well, there was a, there was a safety that was coming down that he was not aware of. So he, <laughs> the quarterback left it up there. So he had to go up and get it. So he left his feet to get it. All right. And he's open now. So he catches it and he's not on the ground yet. So as he comes to turn back around the safety, and this is before targeting, I can't believe that kid from Clemson got tossed out. Yes. That just makes me sick. So, but he got hit so hard dude. like, I mean, just a complete snap head off the ground. I mean, all the stuff that now would get you killed and set and, you know, sentenced to jail time. He got all of that. All right. That was in like 2009 when this was all still football and you could still hit people. So no, there was no targeting back then. The the target was on his head and, and he got, he got, you, got you want to talk out. about helmet to helmet and <laughs> yeah, he got put in the turf, man. So yeah, he had to, he, he, yeah, he wasn't the same after that. So <laughs> I don't even know the team we played, man. I just still, I could <laughs> still hear the, the sound. I could hear the sound still. Yeah, it was crazy. So all right, Coach. Well, hey, the final segment of the show is called Bring in the House. I'd like to ask five rapid-fire questions. No, no you know, you got to pick something, right? You know, I'll be rapid. Here, right? No. All right, here we go. Ready? Which has been a bigger change in the NFL game, free agency or the salary cap? Oh, uh, free agency. Do you want me to answer, like, answer yeah, why? Or? No, no, yeah, go uh, ahead. You want free agency because there's no loyalty to these teams anymore. You could just pick up and go and you got contract years. People play for contracts and all this. It's just, I don't like it, man. It's it. You don't have a, even like people don't have teams anymore. I don't have a team I root for. I just root for who's doing well right now. I'm a on your fantasy team, right? Yeah. Or, or that too. Yeah. So yeah, whoever's just, on my fantasy teams, who my favorite player is. Yeah. It bugs me. It bugs me that these, these guys don't have too much loyalty, but I, I mean, I get it on their end too. They're looking for the salary cap and the payday. So. All right. Zone or man coverage. Oh, I'm a zone guy. I'm a zone guy. I get, I get weak knees with man sometimes, man. (laughs) I get weak knees. I get weak knees with man. I like this version of, I like this version of uh, half man and half zone that I play though. I feel comfortable. I could sleep at night. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. All right, you get to listen to one final – you get to watch one final football game. Who do you want to be the announcer for the game? Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Um, the guy that always did the Rose Bowl. Um, Keith Jackson. Keith. Give me Keith. Keith oh, Jackson. Nelly. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a barn burner here today, boys. I got to have Keith. I, I, uh, All right. No, Keith. That, absolutely. Absolutely. Without okay. a doubt. All right. Who's your favorite superhero? You know what? I, I'm i a cop out, but I like Superman just because he can do everything. You okay. know, he's, he's always going to win. He's always going to he, – he can't lose. I mean, so he's going to – yeah. So I'm a big Superman guy. Okay. That's hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, yeah. th- I always try to sneak one of these in. Being a big guy, love to eat. Mm-hmm. Who's got the best deep dish in Chicago? Yeah, I'm a Giordano's guy myself. Okay. I had, I had some okay. Lou Malnati's when I went back home, only because okay. my mom wanted it. 
sorry, lose. Lose is good. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't right. be, I, don't want, I don't want to get crossed up. I don't want anybody, <laughs> you know, sending me, sending me notices here. Right. But I'm a, I'm a Giordano's guy. So we, uh, uh, we went, we, uh, when my son, my oldest son was doing the, the, the camp tours, he was at, uh, we went to the one there at Northwestern and we went downtown and ate Giordano's. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's you know, Giordano, I think it goes to me like that. I like Giordano's and you got Gino's and then you got, then you got lose throw, you know, through losing there and then the top right. three, you know? Right. So I'm right. just not, people love it, man. People will die over Lou, Lou Malnati's. I, hey, I'm man. just not, and I th- I'm not going to die on that hill. The, the people I know from Chicago, it's, they have their pizza <clears> and, and they were like, they're going to fight if you say their pizza is not the pizza, right? Oh, no. I, look, I've gotten in arguments before. I, I've almost gotten in fist fights before. It's just not worth it, you know? Right. So, Coach, no, it's appreciate this, it. Hey, this has been a blast. I appreciate you coming on here, taking time, giving us some information about defending RPOs and option. Um, I, hope, I hope you get uh, another good season in next year and, and, and you keep doing great things. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure to be on here. I, um, I had a great time blast and um, yeah, hopefully if you ever need or want anything else, I'd love to come back on. So awesome. We'll, 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 we'll keep you on, on, on the speed dial. Cause I'm sure there's other things you've got in your back pocket that my uh, listeners could uh, gain knowledge from. Sure, 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 sure. All right. Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, Folks, appreciate you turning in to uh, another episode of Game Wreckers and Slobberknockers. We'll see you next time.